Happy Tuesday Eve, everybody. It is August the 11th, and these are some of the headlines on BizarreBest.com. Human Rights Watch eyes treaty banning killer robots. Were suspicious tunnels discovered near Beirut port after the explosion? Horses are being killed and eaten in Texas town. Italy is reopening ancient wine windows used during the plague. And looting is reparations, says BLM protester. Um, and they defend the unrest going on in Chicago. All of these headlines and more on BizarreBest.com. BizarreBest.com. Real news. No bullshit. Human Rights Watch on Monday said it was seeking a new treaty, a new international treaty, to halt the race towards fully autonomous weapons, claiming a growing number of countries wanted an outright ban. The non-governmental organization said 30 countries are now explicitly seeking a ban after compiling an overview of 97 nations with a stated position on the use and development of what it terms killer robots. Most of the 97 want a treaty to retain human control over the use of force, said New York-based HRW weapon systems that select and engage targets without meaningful human control are unacceptable and need to be prevented. I did a, a story last week about Russia creating um, a killer robot. That's exactly what it does. It, it's smart. It knows the targets, says it can tell between enemy and non-enemy. Uh, it, it's just scary all around. Um, all countries have a duty to protect humanity from this dangerous development by banning fully autonomous weapons. Retaining meaningful human control over the use of force is an ethical imperative, a legal necessity, and a moral obligation. HRW's Stopping Killer Robots overview was prepared in time for a convention on certain conventional weapons meeting scheduled to open in Geneva on Monday. However, the UN bodies gathering has now been put off until much later in the year, HRW. And remember I told you last week that Russia was going to open their robot up at some weapons thing. And I don't know if that's it or not. HRW said the United States and Russia were investing heavily in developing air, land, and sea-based autonomous weaponry and were the most problematic in blocking a consensus being reached at the CCW. Though pro, uh, through pro proliferation, wait, though proliferation is not yet widespread, China, Israel, South Korea, and certain European nations are also on the move. It said any ban could come through a new CCW protocol or a treaty via a standalone process similar to the initiatives that successfully prohibited anti-personnel landmines in 1997 and cluster munitions munitions in 2008. HRW said a growing number of countries sensed a duty to act on stopping fully autonomous weapons. That's because they're right around the corner, y'all. Watch out. Skynet, y'all. It said the 30 countries calling for a ban on fully autonomous weapons included Argentina, Brazil, China, for use only on China, Egypt, Iraq, Mexico, Pakistan, the Vatican City, and Venezuela. Many governments share the same serious concerns over permitting machines to take human life on the battlefield, and their desire for human control provides a sound basis 
for collective action, and their desire for human control provides a sound basis for collective action, says Mary Wehrman, HRW's Arms Division Advocacy Director and Coordinator of the Campaign to Stop Killer Robots. That's a hell of a title, man. While the pandemic has delayed diplomacy, it shows the importance of being prepared and responding with urgency to existential threats to humanity, such as killer robots. Steve Goose, director of HRW's arms division, told reporters at the United Nations, I guess, H yeah, HRW's Human Rights Watch, just so we're all clear on that. Uh, the Steve Goose dude told the United Nations in Geneva that it was not a question of if there would be regulation, but when and how comprehensive it would be. Via video link, he said there was a growing recognition of the dangers such as weapon systems posed to international security, not to mention ethics and law. However, he warned the technology is clearly racing forward, whereas some of the diplomatic efforts are stalling and failing to keep pace. Dude, it's going to be ongoing. But seriously, we do need some regulations on these things. You can't just go around creating killer robots or robots in general without some type of rules in place that could be used to, they could be hacked. They could be used to hurt people. Um, clearly, Russia has outlined they want a killer robot army force. That would be endless robots, dude. If one's destroyed, oh, well, just build another one. So there has to be some kind of rules in place. Anyway, it's a very interesting article. I'm going to link it at bizarrebest.com. Videos circulating online as well as rumors and reports indicate that tunnels have been found in the wake of the Beirut explosions. Some have asserted that this is evidence of Hezbollah tunnels storing weapons at the port of Beirut, while others think they were used for human trafficking. Both Sky News and Russia uh, News claimed that there was a labyrinth network of tunnels. These Lebanese armed forces have denied the existence of tunnels just as Hezbollah has denied doing anything at the Beirut port. It's unclear how the army could refute the claims without investigating the images and videos already circulating online. Nevertheless, the army denied the existence of the tunnels. In another headline, I read where the Lebanese government has just quit. <laughs> they just quit, dude. As if that's possible. They're just done. They're over it. Uh, there's a video on here, uh, and then underneath, yet Sky News did show a ceiling of subterranean chambers and noted that people had hope that loved ones might have survived the blast in the tunnels. The Sky News report, which was posted online on Sunday, said the people excavating the site and searching for survivors knows there's a labyrinth of subterranean chambers here. They have discovered the opening of one of them. This comment appears to indicate that the search and rescue teams and officials know about these chambers, yet deny them publicly. Are these tunnels, or is there another explanation for these underground rooms? There may be a more prosaic explanation for underground rooms or other aspects of the urban environment having underground infrastructure, such as tunnels for electrical water and sewage facilities. For now, the question of the tunnels appears to feed stories that Hezbollah was using the area for illicit trafficking of weapons or munitions or people. 
However, investigators who found the opening to one alleged tunnel uh, were not wearing any kind of suits or using devices as if the area was full of unexploded ordnance. That means there didn't appear to be a concern that they would find missiles or dangerous items inside these areas. Nevertheless, the quick denial by the Lebanese government that these areas exist and the video of the subterranean chambers or tunnels seems to illustrate that Lebanon is still afraid to fully investigate the area for fear of finding the suspicious activities that those critical of Hezbollah allege were taking place here. So, yeah, I mean, it's a whole thing. They've had civil war for years, dude. And um, people die, man, and they get killed for even opening their mouth over there. Hezbollah is known to have expertise in building tunnels and underground bunkers. So there's that little added note on uh, the explosions from last week. And I saw some videos uh, where they changed the lighting. You may have seen them as well, where um, the lighting was blue on the video instead of like regular. So you could actually see that there were like it looked to me, I'm not an expert in munitions, but it looked to me like there were three explosions and then one video had a missile like incoming. They followed it in slow motion uh, to that area, which would mean that it was a bombing of some sort. So all of this is still being investigated. And um, there is, I mean, I think for sure we've decided it's not nuclear uh, but definitely uh, could be missile-related. They're still checking into all of it. Anyway, I'm going to link it so you check out that video if you want at BizarreBest.com. Five horses butchered near Texas town since May, and police think someone's eating them. At least five horses have been killed around Pearland, Texas, or Pearland, Texas, since late May. Sorry if I hacked it. Y'all, I'm not from Texas, so. But it's the way they're being killed and what's being done to their carcasses that's particularly disturbing locals. Uh, Paraland police made their first discovery June 10th. Responding to an animal cruelty call along Kirby Drive, they found a horse dead and butchered. Police told the property owner, this dude named Jason, that they had never seen anything like it, Fox 26 in Houston reported. They were just speechless. His son, Tyler, was the first to see the dead horse. He went out that morning to feed the horses, Goldie and Sugar, and found them tied to a tree. The killer or killers picked Goldie and spared Sugar. I hit the ground immediately. She was butchered. She was murdered. The son told Fox 26, nobody should have ever have to go through that and see what I seen. Goldie had been stabbed in the chest, according to police. After bleeding to death, the horse's backstrap and front and hindquarters were removed. Cuts that lead police to believe Goldie was killed for her meat. Police discovered the two latest killings Saturday. The owner called police after noticing animals were missing and that fencing along their property had been cut. The horses were found half a mile away, butchered just like Goldie. Well, it's clearly people that are hungry, apparently. Two more horses have been reported slaughtered in nearby jurisdictions. Paraland Police says one on May 22nd, the earliest known incident, and another June 29th. Given the similarity and proximity to the killings, police uh, told the news that the same person or group of people is likely responsible 
for all five deaths. The Parallel Police Department is encouraging horse owners and residents to be vigilant and report all suspicious activity. Anyone with information is being asked to call or email them. Um, you can find this link at bizarrebus.com. So if you have any information, you can let them know, I guess. But more interestingly, I did several videos last fall, if anyone recalls. Uh, and I want to say it was Kentucky where horses were coming up dead and butchered. Um, and so did they move? I mean, are these the same people? Who knows? I want to say there was a case in North Carolina, too. I can't remember. I'd have to go back in my video archives. But, um, yeah, man, it's a whole thing. And I guess if they would be considered me, you know what I mean? I mean, but, dude, that's messed up. That's somebody's, like, pet, you know? They're so domesticated these days. They're And they have feelings, y'all. Anyway, I'm going to link it. At Bizarre Let's stuff. take a quick break and uh, we wanted to show you the support page at BizarreBest.com where you can just go to BizarreBest.com and click on support us. You can choose t-shirts, uh, anything you've seen in the videos we try to list. There's five uh, different ways that you can try to support us. You can use Cash App, Zelle, PayPal, Bitcoin. Um, you can just send a straight uh, Zell request if you want Venmo you can uh, choose to uh, purchase a mask any of the t-shirts we got alien lives matter earth life matters black hole eats matters black holes eat matter um, <laughs> we've got a lot of different things you can do to support us we would certainly appreciate it if you feel that we deserve that thank you so much well, due to the current climate, restaurants in Italy are reopening ancient wine windows last used during the plague. In the 1300s, Europeans lived in fear of the plague, claiming lives across the continent. In 2020, Europeans are facing the same threat uh, as a pandemic has hit and killed more than 728,000 worldwide. Well, much about life has changed between the two cataclysmic health crises, one thing has not. Mankind's thirst for wine. Between the wrath of the Black Death in the 1300s and the Italian plague in the 1600s, wine merchants in the Italian region of Tuscany built wine windows to protect buyers and sellers from coming into close contact with one another. There's a picture of a man pushing a wine glass out of a wine window. It's like perfect size for a wine glass. The socially distant precaution was ahead of its time. It's kind of amazing uh, because people didn't know about germs in those days, says Mary Forrest, one of the founding members of the Boschetti del Vino or Wine Windows Association. The association is a nonprofit established five years ago to document and protect the historic structures. People didn't know where the plague came from. They didn't discover that till much later. The windows fell out of fashion over the centuries, but the coronavirus outbreak has inspired their comeback. Businesses in Florence are opening their wine windows once again to sell wine, cocktails, gelato, and coffee. In May, Osteria del 
Branch restaurant and bar posted photos on its Facebook page of an employee passing a spritz through its wine window marked with Bruchette Delvino bronze plaque confirming its authenticity. We continue the traditions, the post reads. Travelers looking for the historic wine windows can use the association's interactive map that marks the locations of known landmarks. The map update updates nearly every week as people hear about their project and contribute. Dude, that's awesome. Totally awesome. Bring back the wine windows. Forrest says they've documented at least 150 in downtown Florence alone. Forrest says she's unsure whether the trend will be able to keep growing as many of the wine windows aren't located on businesses, but in former palaces that are now offices and private family residence. Dude, pass me the docks through the wine window. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. But whether wine windows continue to remain functional after the pandemic, travelers can admire them for their individuality. There aren't any two alike, it seems. There is an infinite variation in this very simple thing, and it makes you realize the human imagination knows no bounds. What an excellent story, dude. That's freaking awesome. I'm going to have to check out that interactive map. You can, too. We've got everything linked at bizarrebus.com. Uh, BLM Chicago said early Monday's looting of stores was a form of reparations as the group held a protest Monday night in support of the more than 100 people arrested after an evening of violence. <laughs> Downtown Chicago was otherwise quiet after authorities cut off access with drawbridges leading into the city pulled up and freeway exits blocked after riots sparked by a false rumor of a child shot by police, so it wasn't true to begin with. At least 13 police officers were injured as the violence claimed an estimated 65 million in property damage. Ariel Atkins, a BLM organizer, called the looting reparations. I guess she speaks for all of Chicago BLM. Or maybe they want to get on here and say that that's not what they mean. Because as of right now, it seems like a hostile group of individuals who could really be called domestic terrorism. Is that what you guys want to be called? Domestic terrorists? Really? I don't care if someone decides to loot a Gucci or a Macy's or a Nike store because that makes sure that person eats, Atkins says. That makes sure that person has clothes. I wonder if she had an Atlanta accent like the chick in the video did. Anything they want to take, they can take because these businesses have insurance. Hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm scrolling past the hundreds of pictures. Earlier, Mayor Lori Lightfoot had warned looters who ransacked the city that they are being sought by police and angrily hit back at questions over whether a failure to prosecute those involved in the looting after George Floyd's death, you mean murder, had created a sense of impunity. It has, of course. Of course it has. The man whose actions sparked the unrest was charged with attempted murder of police. A 20-year-old man named Latrell Allen, who looks like he's 12. Allen, who had previously, who had previous arrests for child endangerment, 
Clearly we've got a winner on our hands because he's also been involved in domestic battery and burglary, was confronted by police on Sunday afternoon and fled, turning around and shooting multiple rounds at the officers as he fled. He was shot and injured by police returning fire and rumors then spread that a child had been killed by officers because he looks like he's effing 12 and he's not. He's a full ass grown man. Social media was soon alight with rallying cries for protests and looting because they'll listen to you when you loot. On Monday afternoon, SWAT teams were seen patrol. You could, if, you could, if you all listening on the podcast could see my face, I'm totally being sarcastic. Social media was soon alight with rallying cries for protests and looting, which happened. On Monday afternoon, SWAT teams were seen patrolling the streets in a bid to avoid a repeat of the chaos. Cook County State Attorney Kim Fox dropped charges against several hundred protesters arrested for looting and other offenses during the Floyd protests. You mean riots. David Brown, Chicago Police Superintendent, said at the Monday press conference that looters could have been behaving as if there are not consequences because of what happened previously. That's exactly why y'all need to get it under control. A reporter addressing the police chief said, it almost sounds as though you were saying the reason we have this is the courts and the prosecutors were not doing their job, that they were going too easy on the looters from the last time around. Is that my understanding? I wish I could answer that question in person. And I, I wish that I was that reporter in that person's face because I would say, fuck yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. What you gonna do? Brown replied, don't take it from me. Just go about what's been done. I don't want to do your job for you, but go about what's been done. There were no consequences for the people arrested. No, dude, get some fucking balls, okay? That's what you need to do. Get some balls. Tell that bitch what the F. Excuse my language, everybody. I get very passionate uh, on this topic because I'm sick and tired of seeing our country torn apart by asshats who need their asses handed to them. At this point, Lightfoot stood up and addressed the reporter. Let's be clear. Don't bait us, okay? Do not bait us. Do not bait us. This is a serious situation. People are concerned about their safety. Officers are concerned about their safety. So don't bait us. How about if you do your effing job? What we're saying is, as a result of what happened last night, there have to be consequences. Well, then fucking handle it. You should have handled it to begin with. That's not bait, dude. That's fact. We've got teams of people that are aggressively out there identifying the people responsible, looking at the plates, and working on bringing, bringing them to justice. But when we do, and we do make those arrests, our expectation is that is going to be treated with the level of seriousness that it should be, period. Well, so that's exactly what we want, you freaking idiot, insane witch woman who looks like some kind of tro Okay, I'll stop. She angrily denied that Fox's decision or any other ruling by the Chicago authorities contributed towards the unrest because she's in complete denial. Don't try to bait us mischaracterize, pit us against one another. You're doing that on your own, man. You need to tell Chicago BLM if that chick in fact represents them. 
that it is completely unacceptable and you don't back them if that is their stance, then maybe you will get some respect. Then maybe. Anyway, there's video and a lot more to this. I could go on and on. You get the freaking point, dude. Again, I do apologize about my language. I get very passionate because these people, including people of every race, creed, color, I don't give a fuck if you're from Marsha, Martian, Mars, Marsha. I don't give a shit if you act like this and you pull off total domestic terrorism all across the country. I'm telling you, this chick had an Atlanta accent on one of the videos I watched. So she either is visiting or she was bussed in to do it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to, I know y'all are going to tell me to get my tinfoil hat on, but how'd she have a hardcore Atlanta accent? You know, anyway, if these people that are doing this um, continue to do this and they are not brought to some type of justice and it is not stopped, we are going to lose our country as you know it. I will digress there and of course link that at bizarrebest.com. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I love you guys so much. You have no idea. It's like the highlight of my day because I work full-time too, but like on my lunch, I'll read comments and stuff. It's the highlight of my day to read your guys' comments and, and the fact that you even appreciate what we're trying to do here. Thank you so much. You guys have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Stay bizarre. Yeah. Make sure you take a deep breath. Think positive. Just saying. Dude. Penguins given free reign to roam around the aquarium since there's no visitors allowed. That's awesome. Dude, look. He's looking around. He's loving it. I got a new section under the on the headlines page at the bottom called Bad Seeds. Matt Geats of Florida, 1st Congressional District, mocked the whole process by wearing a gas mask when reviewing the funding. You're a super freaking winner, dude. An Alaska airman has been punished for peeing in the office coffee maker. Dude, why? Like, how did, why? Did you take it in the bathroom with you? Did you stand in the kitchen and whip it out? Clearly, this airman is dedicated to getting kicked the F out. He's trying really hard, y'all.